Hi, I'm Trevor Cornwell, founder and CEO of AppBacker, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp, and it's my job here to get the best guests that we can find so that we can deliver just awesome content, awesome ideas, uh, see what others are doing around the world of apps. So I don't care if you are... Uh, in any indeed indie app developer or uh, whether you are uh, working full-time, part-time, if you're working in a startup, I think that we have something to offer. And I've got uh, the the founder of an absolutely fantastic app uh, that uh, we're going to talk to uh, today. Uh, His name is Christophe de Corson and he is French and uh, from, I believe you're calling me from Paris, Christophe, and you are the CEO of uh, Hambell Software, but more importantly, you're uh, behind and you're the CEO of uh, the app called Peem. So welcome to the App Guy podcast, Christoph. Yeah, hi, thank you uh, to uh, receive me on it. Yeah, well, first of all then, uh, we were having a little pre-chat there and uh, I understand that you were asked to join uh, Hambell Software last year and you're now the CEO and the the founder asked, asked you to join just prior to the launch of the file sharing app, uh, Peem. That's P-E-E. Exactly. <laughs> right, I think. Three, three E's. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. the E is mean, um, before it was phone messenger, so it was just PM. And uh, after this, because we we put the feature of file transfer, so it, it means exchange everything everywhere. But uh, we don't really say it now anymore. It's just the name Peem. PIM. Okay, so people can go and check that out on the app stores. And uh, but how how did you end up then uh, getting involved with Hambell Software? Perhaps you could tell us the story behind what made you join uh, that company. Yes, sure. Uh, at the at the moment, um, I was running a company called RD Mobile in France, in Paris, um, and. Um, we had developers inside and uh, we were selling app development for any companies. And so, um, and Morgan Segalis, the, the founder, uh, asked me to join him uh, because we were a good friend before. And uh, he knew that uh, I know how it works app and I have great ideas. And actually, I'm not an engineer. He is. And so uh, uh, he needed someone to, uh, to really do the other parts. Oh, great. So he invited you in and you joined and, and then you're behind the release or the update of uh, Peem. Now, as far as I can understand, and I think people should be pausing this podcast right now and going and checking out the uh, the app. But as, as far as I can tell, it's helping us share files no matter what the file type and no, ma- no matter what the file size. How does it work? Actually, it's a peer-to-peer connection. So... Um when you send, um, you can send so any kind of file, any extension of uh, any size. Uh, just because uh, you know, the, when you send in something on PIM, uh, the document, the, the, the file is not going on our server. The server is just the tracker who said which IP you're going to connect with which IP. So it's a direct line to um, the person you want to talk to. So I'm guessing it's very private as well. It's 
completely private because we don't know what you send, what kind of, of, of file you can send. So um, even if someone tried to hack our server, they will find uh, nothing because it's an empty safe, you know. <laughs> right, okay. And you know, it's really important now, uh, given that we're in the climate of uh, uh, having um, the, uh, the NSA spy on a lot of our stuff and uh, being a little bit, you know, look at the um, popularity of Snapchat. So a peer-to-peer -peer solution uh, for sharing files. And uh, uh, is it on both app stores? Is it on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store? Uh, yeah, uh, on Play Store too, but uh, for now it's a beta version, so you you are just able to text and sending uh, pictures. Um, actually, we release a new uh, a new app uh, this month. Oh right, okay. What a new update or a new app? Now nah, it's it, it's an update, but it's the big one because we change um, every everything in it, like uh, the UX, the UI. Uh, it's full version on uh, Android also. Um, and uh, we put something else, but I think we will talk about it later in the in the in the interview. <laughs> yeah, I tell, I tell you what. So the listeners to this show are they have their own apps, and one of the biggest requests I get is is to understand how you go about launching your app, what success, what failure did you find in that process? You know, we've come to learn over the last uh, number of episodes that it's really important to get a, a good launch. And yeah. and so perhaps you could take us back to the you know the time I think it was 2013 you said that it was initially launched and uh, what did you do that was was successful that you could share with us that we could learn from? Okay, in our cases, yeah. So we we released it in uh, in May 2013, and it was a big success at the beginning. Uh, it was all um, just on uh, iOS, um, but we were. We didn't do a lot of thing, you know, to launch, to have a good launch, uh, just because uh, we are we had a little bit of luck at the moment, and um, also just because the every features in our app is really viral, so um, people were downloading it just because uh, um, it was something different than WhatsApp. Because when you 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 if you take a look of the app on on the app, it's it's look like uh, a WhatsApp or a Viber uh, app, but uh, they're not using for the same reason. And I'm gonna explain you why. Is uh, we don't ask for you don't need a, a, a cell number to add someone or to talk with them, because we provide a unique ID per user, and so they are able to talk with people they don't know. So um, you can have in your cell WhatsApp slash Viber, for example, and PIM. It complete. You know um, uh, what you want to do it's completely different if you have the cell phone of someone of course you know the person and so you yes talk the privacy so it's the privacy aspect and i've actually used it and i think it's incredibly intuitive very easy to use and uh, i like the idea of uh, having a, a private conversation with almost you know as somebody who perhaps wants to remain anonymous and I can imagine that uh, it's appealing now nowadays, and that, that and you have to have the the reason I installed it was because, uh, uh, and this is a coincidence. It wasn't in preparation for the show. It was a number of months ago. I started using it, and it, it was a request to uh, speak with somebody uh, on on Peem. And so, yeah, I can imagine the viral nature of that is uh, is something that helped the growth. 
Yeah, and uh, actually, uh, you know, uh, audiences is between uh, uh, 13 and 20 years old. Uh, for 65% of them, we have 60% of female. And um, at the moment, one month after the launch, every user was uh, tweeting, download payment at me, and they put their ID. So that's why it was really uh, viral. We had something like 50 tweets per sec uh, with the hashtag PIM. So um, in about 50 days, we made 1 million downloads. <laughs> we were first in UK App Store overall. We were first in uh, 11 countries around the world, uh, especially in UK. Uh, we were fifth, something like this, in France, uh, and we had uh, we have a lot of audience in the Middle East. Every country in the Middle East, uh, we were first on the App Store. How did that make you feel, Christophe? At the moment, it was crazy because we didn't thought um, about this kind of uh, of buzz, you know. So, um, and um, we were we we're not prepared for this. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. So it's a double-edged sword for you, in that, in that the the success was phenomenal, uh, but the I guess you wanted a, maybe a slightly uh, a, a, a quieter launch, maybe because uh, it would let you test out the features. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it was it was difficult because we were just the two of us in the company at the moment, and um, not a lot of money, so it was difficult, and um, it was the first time for me uh, who I was exploring an app, but globally. Um, it was a first also to uh, sell something to pure person I don't know, you know, doing a feature for or services for people I don't know. And um, it's difficult because we don't know every culture, of course. We know a little bit UK, but we don't know Middle East, how they work, uh, what they want exactly. And uh, we weren't prepared for this. So uh, a lot of users ask for the Android version, of course. And um, and uh, that was our first mistake, actually, because uh, we developed the app pretty quickly uh, in the better version. And uh, but uh, at the moment, we didn't realize that it was one of our biggest mis mistake because uh, um, you can just text with the Android one. And so if people doesn't talk with people they know, and they want to make, I don't know, a voice call or something like that. And uh, the call is not going to, uh, to work because uh, if, it's, if, if the user is calling um, an Android user, it will not work. And you don't, they don't think that, uh, uh, how could I say that? They, uh, iPhone user doesn't know that uh, the Android version is a better one. So uh, they just said, oh, PIM doesn't work anymore. Because they don't know each other. You don't know what kind of cell phone the person is going to have. Oh, I see. And so you're getting yeah, a, exactly. a lot of negativity. And, uh, exactly. The reviews were, I guess, a bit, yeah. And uh, it, but let's focus on what I think is really positive about this story is that here you are, two guys working in an office. And I'm guessing, you know, or maybe at home, I don't know where you're working. But uh, and then you just launch this app in May. You have no particular launch strategy. But what is inspiring to all of us listening, the apps to Tribe and me, is that you can have just this phenomenal success. And, and I think it's all because of the idea and the inbuilt viral nature of that, that idea. It, I think, too, um, uh, it was really, uh, we really want to 
to, to keep the model like BBM uh, with a unique ID per user. And uh, at the moment, BBM, um, I mean, origins between 13 and 20 years old, they never buy um, a, a BlackBerry, never. <laughs> they would have been too young. And for them, it wasn't um, a smartphone. It was a phone with a keyboard. And that's it. And then the new Blackberries, um, the 10 version, uh, wasn't working really well. Uh, bad reviews. So um, they young, 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 um, uh, young people just buy iPhone or Android. So... Uh, yeah, so because BBM were quite late to the the market, weren't they? They they brought out a messaging app on the iPhone, but they were incredibly late, and I'm not sure how popular it was. It had a little splurge in the app store, but we've been lucky on this because, and uh, this is I think part of the beginning of our success. They uh, BlackBerry, BlackBerry said that they will launch on Android and iOS in June. And they didn't launch in June. And so everyone was looking for the app. And a lot of people downloaded PIM because we were the only one to have uh, to don't use the cell phone to add someone. So they, they thought that it was a new brand, I think, of BlackBerry. And they launched in September. So <laughs> All right, so you got a lot of their traffic. Yeah. yeah, but pretty quickly they understand that it wasn't BlackBerry Messenger because a lot of article was talking about it, but later, you know, so, uh, and they, um, and after that we have, we had some um, article uh, who said before downloading BBM, download PIM. It's quite the same. Actually, we are better, but. <laughs> 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 and when they download BBM, it had big success, I think, uh, 10 million downloads in two days or something, or in a week, I don't remember. But um, it was more uh, users between 25 and 35 years old or 40, you know. It, uh, so uh, we are not on the same audience. So you've had an experience that almost all of us listening to this would dream of. Uh, just having these enormous download f numbers come through. And it's it's clearly, it's as a result of just a really good idea, perfect timing, and a really uh, good app uh, so solving a real need in the, in the in the marketplace. And it's, it just covers one of the examples of the, the coaching that I've been doing uh, from this podcast and learning the, the five top things that I've learned. And so one of them is solving a, a real problem. Uh, what, what we've also learned recently is that it's not all about downloads and uh, there seems to be a, a focus on retention. What, what, how can you talk us through re retention and this, the things that you're doing to try and keep people uh, coming back to the app? Um, I think that there, there was two ways. Um, first, we did another mistake, but we didn't know at the moment. And because, like I told you, uh, it's about... It's different between a certain region of the world. So uh, we had, you know, it was a freemium app. So uh, you can unlock, if you pay a six, a 79 uh, euro per year, um, the file transfer. It was blocked to 10 meg. And uh, also uh, we had um, um, some ad on it. And so uh, the ad uh, was disappear if you pay. Um, so of course we had some revenue at the moment when uh, we were having uh, 
actually at the moment we had we were having two hundred thousand um, connections simultaneously on the server, so it was quite big and it was a seven hundred thousand unique connection per day. Um, so we had some 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 revenue uh, really quickly, but we understand that uh, it was uh, a break to gain new users because. They don't want to have ads. They want everything uh, free. Uh, so um, actually, we, we take it off. We take it off because what we were winning uh, wasn't um, enough uh, between what we were losing of users, you know. Uh, okay, so just to understand this concept then is that you were uh, driving revenue through ads, but you could see a drop-off in uh, retention. And so you decided to uh, forego the revenue from the ads to uh, keep people around because you're having all these uh, 700,000 connections per day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, it's really tricky because if you don't have revenue, how are you going to develop, you know? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, because I can imagine it's quite expensive for you to run the back end, uh, yeah, given that it's such a huge. Uh, uh, actually, it's, it's less expensive that. Any other uh, messenger, just for one reason, uh, like I told you before, it's because we're on P2P, so we don't really uh, use a lot of bandwidth on our server, uh, and we don't we don't stock anything, so um, uh, we don't actually we don't pay that much. It was more to uh, develop quicker, uh, quickly, uh, and uh, we needed to hire some uh, other developers, and um, um, and we didn't have the money at the at the moment to do it. Because the the user between thirteen and twenty years old, they are really when they use an app, they're using all the time, but they can leave very quickly. You have to upgrade it all the time, and uh, we weren't able to do it uh, because our development uh, was too long. It's so interesting because there's a long running theme in this podcast, and ironically that. You are just following my last guest who we, we spoke about the need to get funds very quickly into a, a growth story, into a, an app that's growing. And he, he ran uh, something called App Backer, which would then have crowdsourcing or funding for apps uh, that would give them money in advance of uh, sales on the App Store. And... It, again, it just seems like uh, that, that is not just a problem for you. I'm sure that a lot of people listening have the same problem in that you need revenue to grow, uh, but to grow, uh, you, you need uh, to have investment. And uh, it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation. Yeah, but um, again, I think it's, it depends on the region of the world where we are. And, and uh, in France, they are not really used to... Uh, uh, fund this kind of company who doesn't have any model at the moment and uh, when you explain them okay the market is like this um, we base um, our value on um, on the, the numbers of users and not on what we're making every year in money uh, they don't understand this. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was that like? What were those conversations like trying to raise money? Did you uh, actually go into a bank? No, I, I, I went to, um, uh, to VCs. Uh, and actually in Paris, I, uh, I don't know, I, I had something like 15 me different meetings. Everyone was 
was uh, receiving me just for one reason, because of the downloads. In France, they didn't understand how we did without money, without ad ad advertise anything. Uh, we were just the two of us. I was the one who was answering on Twitter and Facebook, so I was also a community manager, and uh, I, I didn't <laughs> have the time to answer to them because it was too too many connections. But so um, they 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 was okay for meeting me because they wanted to understand, and uh, they they were they never uh, fund a company who was starting a app and was doing this kind of results. So uh, well, at least the costs were low. Yeah, it was. Even I mean, they uh, they just wanted to understand, and they th thought that it was just about luck, and they didn't care about uh, what kind, why it was viral like this, and they don't not really listen to us, you know. I understand. Yeah, so they were just trying to understand. They were trying to pick your brain uh, to find out what what the secret sauce was that you were doing. Uh, and uh, rather than actually genuinely want to give you money uh, because they can see the the potential and the you know the opportunity that that is there in front of them, so so, so where where are you at the moment then with uh, your development, your your uh, company, your your app? Perhaps you could tell us where you you are now. Okay, so uh, we finally uh, raised two hundred k euro uh, with an angel. So uh, we have been able to uh, continue the development. It has been really long, um, and we're gonna release um, so an update uh, this month at the end of the month. Uh, but this time we are more prepared <laughs> to uh, try to surfing on the on the on the new buzz. I hope um, there is something else that was really difficult: is if you don't have any press. Um, if no one is talking about you, it's really difficult to raise money. And yeah. sometimes I didn't understand why I tried to contact TechCrunch, The Verge, um, you know, every blogs that or every website that really counts on this kind of of, um, of app, and uh, they never uh, talked to me. <laughs> so uh, it was uh, frustrating, you know. So uh, um, and actually, when I see that uh, there is a uh, an app called Picky Chat Messenger, and he had been released in June. Uh, they made um, eight thousand downloads in one month. Okay, great. And so uh, they had an article like, well, "This is extraordinary." They released an app, and they're making eight thousand downloads. So I said, "What the?" F because we we were making one hundred thousand downloads per day for a week when we released. So uh, it's really difficult for this. <laughs> well, you know, you are not the first founder or uh, app developer to complain about the press. We, that seems to be a very common thing in that they don't respond to your calls, they don't respond to your tweets, or they just uh, they pick you up when they want you, and uh, when you actually need them, they, they don't reply. So it's a really uh, common, I think, frustration for uh, any app developer who's trying to get a little bit of uh, you know, publicity on their, their, their app. So uh, to um, answer your question, um, yeah, so we're going to release uh, the, new the, the new update. So we change, um, like I said before, uh, UX UI. Um, it's completely different. Um, it's more user-friendly. And also we put uh, two new features. 
One is the, um, sorry, yeah, we create some group chats. Exactly like before, but the difference is that the group chat is public. So you will be able to create a group chat. Um, every group chat will have an ID. And so you will be able to tweet it or uh, to, to share it on Facebook, Google, um, and Twitter. Uh, and so you can, um, you can invite person you don't know to, 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 to talk about of interest. So if you want to talk about, uh, I don't know, gaming, uh, you will be able to create your own group and it's a public one. And this is the first. Oh, okay. So that'll be a really big update. So in the last, uh, I guess, last five minutes or so that we have, Christophe, what uh, we love to do on this show is uh, uh, two things. One is uh, I'm going to ask you outright whether you have any other app ideas uh, that you're willing to share. If you haven't got an app idea, I do have another way of fleshing out some app idea from you. So have you thought about anything else whilst, because uh, obviously you've got your hands full with uh, Peem. Uh, actually, we have some ideas, but it's to complete PIM. Uh, we didn't have the time to uh, to develop it now, so uh, and we have to do an update. Uh, but um, I think that in January we'll have some um, uh, something that completes uh, the public group, and um, it will be more like a IRC model. Right. Okay. So um, the the point will be to um, have some group chats by center of interest. Uh, you will be able again to um, um, to uh, create some, but it will always appearing on the on the on the screen. So you will not have to just tweet the group, um, because our biggest problem is that they share uh, their IDs on uh, a support that is not ours. So uh, we think that it was better if everything was going on PIM. Yes. We don't we don't have the time really to think about other things because uh, we don't really have the time to to do what we want on PIM. So uh, uh, for now we are going to continue PIM and we'll see if we have some other ideas to uh, and we'll create it. Maybe <laughs> I don't. <know. laughs> and uh, well, you've also given me another idea, which is uh, we talked about peer to peer and the, you know, the terrific solution that that is uh, for anonymous transfer of big files. And uh, I'd like to see a peer to peer network that really grows for podcasting, uh, because I'm still uh, committed to you know the traditional forms of dissemination through podcasting, but uh, I, I believe that uh, there would be a, a good opportunity there for peer to peer sharing for podcasts. Oh, but actually, you know, uh, one of our ideas because we have the we exploit PIN, but we also um, uh, have this technology that is unique, and we are the only one to don't use the XMPP protocol for communications. So we every we develop everything from scratch, and one of our ideas is uh, to um, release an API for uh, for I don't know for podcasts, for example, or for people who want to develop some app, uh, some gaming app because they don't have. The, the infrastructure to uh, do some uh, multiplayer games and uh, we have everything uh, in our server to do this right okay that's an exciting update yeah it will be just an api that you will be open sources so you will be able to use it uh, this is our big thing but it's more a b2b business you know but with the same uh, technology 
Wonderful. Now, the final thing is that we can't leave without asking you what perhaps uh, your favorite app is, or at least an app that you may be able to tell us about that we haven't perhaps come across uh, that's not Peem. Some some other, <laughs> obviously Peem is uh, on your home screen, but uh, another another app that you could maybe uh, tell us about. Uh, actually, you know, I'm not. Um, I'm using some, you know, regular app like uh, like everyone else. Because even if I have PIM, I also have WhatsApp, Viber, Skype. You know, so <laughs> you're just testing the competition. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I'm not the client of my application actually, um, because I'm using it to talk with people I know. You know, that's good. I, actually, I mean, the thing that we all should learn from that is that whatever apps that we have developed, we need them on the home screen and we need to be using them every day because that's the best way of, of determining uh, what the updates should be. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's some, uh, I don't know, 10 apps that I use every day. Uh, it can be Facebook, uh, WhatsApp, Skype, of course, um, Shazam, uh, some Deezer also for the music, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I think I using it app application to uh, make my life easier. Like if I want to uh, uh, take a plane ticket, I'm using uh, an app for this, um, and uh, I don't go on the on the website. So uh, it's really to make my life easier. Yes, well, that's what we're, that's what this show is all about. It's uh, it's the love of apps and what they can do to really transform our lives and uh, and make them a, a lot more fun to live. Yeah, exactly. I think I mean for me, um, but after that, you, it depends on the time you have in a day because uh, you can spend a lot of time on this kind of app. Like uh, uh, if uh, when I was fifteen, I was on RC. And I was, uh, I don't know, spending my nights talking with people about uh, anything, any subject, dating sometime also. But <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, you see, I, I guess this is the, in summary to this episode, the theme to come out is that uh, this is not a, a fluke in a way. It's not uh, luck. It's, you know, you, you've been messaging, as you say, for a long time. You've been thinking about that uh, s- solution and... Uh, I guess you just ultimately came out at the right place at the right time with the right app and, and had this enormous success. And it's been a wonderful journey to, to kind of share your story here, the wonderful download site, the size of the downloads, the, the global nature of the the success. The, and just thank you for coming on the show, Christoph, and sharing this brilliant story uh, for, for us to inspire us. Thanks thanks to you. And uh, yeah, the... the the most important thing is, of course, the idea and the timing, yeah. Well, I'm always asked how best to connect with you. I'm guessing we have to download Peem and get in touch with you that way. Yeah, download Peem, and, uh, exactly. And um, um, I will uh, tell you when the, the release will be, uh, will be on. Oh, you'll see on Twitter, huh? Yeah, what, what is your... Um, I'll, put, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put links to your Twitter account and social media accounts on uh, my show notes. So it's uh, episode 164... Uh, if you just go to the appguy.co, go to the podcast section and uh, just search for episode 164, you'll see all the links that I'll put down to get uh, your Twitter account and, uh, and get connected. And a little link there as well to download uh, from the Android store and the Apple store. Uh, Christoph, is there anything you feel that we've missed before we say goodbye? 
No, I think he's okay. If uh, people wanted to get in touch with me, uh, there is Twitter. Uh, I send you on Skype my uh, PMID and uh, feel free to uh, ask me whatever you want. Yeah, uh, well, I did actually have uh, a number of uh, listeners who were eager for me to talk with you. And that's why I'm thrilled that we were, I was introduced to you uh, through our friend Sean, uh, previous guest. And, uh, and it's just been great to get you on the show. So thanks, Christoph, for sharing your story. And uh, I'm no doubt we'll, we'll have you back soon for the next uh, the, the, the big uh, App Store domination of your, your update. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. Everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can build your own things that other people can use. The App Guy Podcast. 